I'm super sick, but here we go. Four foes, I'm tipping. Wood grain, I'm gripping. Catch me lane switching with the paint dripping. Turn your neck and your dame missing. Me and Slim, we ain't tripping. I'm finger flipping and syrup sipping. Like do or die, I'm pole pimping. Car stop, rim, keep spinning. I'm flipping drops with invisible top. Hold bop my drop step out. I'm shaking a block with 418s. Candy green with 11 screens. My gasoline always supreme. Go to the brown with a pinealine and it takes grinding to be a king. Takes grinding to be a king. First rap drown picks coming. Who is Mike Jones coming? Slab shining with the grilling woman. Slab shining with the grilling woman. I'm Mike Jones. Mike Jones, the one and only. You can't clone me. Got a lot of haters and a lot of homies. Some friends and some phony. Ah, super sick, dude. Nasally congested. And I think I sound like Mike Jones when my nose gets like this. So, figured I'd bless you with that. Namaste. Welcome to episode 44 of Tremendous Opinions Podcast. And if you're wondering, it took me like 20 times to start this podcast. And I'm already tired just from trying to rap Mike Jones lyrics without messing up. <sighs> Your boy has been around the world and back. I'm so sick. Like, I feel like my head's about to pop like a bubble. And, like... My face is dry, like my lips are dry, just from like wiping my nose. I'm the kind of guy that when I'm sick, I don't get up every two seconds to go get a tissue. I get an old t-shirt and just wear it out. It looks like that t-shirt got shot with a musket by the time I'm not sick anymore. That shirt right there, off camera. And it's there because if I do need to, I, I have no manners, no common courtesy. I'll blow my nose right in this microphone. And I'll even turn the volume up in the post-edit. <sighs> so sick, dude. It's probably... Dude, and my lips. I licked my lips a second ago. It felt like one of those martini glasses with like cinnamon and sugar around the rim. My lips feel like I walked here from Jerusalem against the wind. And oh, dude, I'll be okay. I haven't drank water in probably a month. Drink some sweet tea, though, so that counts. Anywho, your boy and his chapped lips made it back from Philly on Friday. I drove about eight hours up to Philly, and it was freaking creepy, dude. Like, if you've never driven through Maryland, never drive through Maryland. Because a, a guy like me, I've always been scared of water. And I've been scared of uh, heights. Dude, I went to the Texas Ranger Stadium one time with my cousin Paxton. And even the escalator, like, it's a baseball stadium, so it's outdoor. You're not enclosed in a dome. And there's an escalator just in free air. And you can see the whole parking lot this way. And you feel the wind blowing. And you're just like, geez. Like, I could easily, if I just had a mental lapse and decide, hey, I'm going to about to jump off the, off the side of this rail right now. Dude, you could die off of that escalator at the Texas Ranger Stadium. No way. Me and Paxton both. I'm not alone. We both looked at each other and our eyes got big and we just grabbed each other's elbows and slid to the floor and we sat on the escalator facing the people, facing the people looking at us. They thought we were nuts. You could die. Dude, if I was on that escalator 
behind a crazy person, they could easily just grab me by my shirt and throw me off into the parking lot to my demise. I don't like stuff like that. So, driving through Maryland, dude, I thought even about suing the state at one point. It's possible that someone sued Maryland before for this exact reason. I look up, and I'm kind of in traffic. It slowed down a little bit, and I see why it slowed down. There's, instead of two lanes, it's a one lane going this way, one lane going this way, a bridge. It looks like the bridge on Indiana Jones with the crocodiles underneath it and the evil guy with the spirit rocks. Just this bridge is about to keel over and drop us into shark-infested waters at any moment. I'm sure that water glows in the dark over there. It's linked to Washington, D.C., and that's just got to be a scab-of-the-earth place after driving through it and looking at it. Yeah, they got the Abraham Lincoln statue and stuff, but dude, it just looked like a smoking, nasty place driving by it on the highway. Like Philly and New York are clean. But anywho, the bridge. I'm getting closer to the bridge, and I'm driving down, and you got to go up. It's like a McDonald's Arcway, this freaking bridge, dude. And not even 10 to 15 feet onto that bridge, you just see water on both sides, and you're going up. It's like a like a roller coaster. It's like that, uh, whatever, the Texas Giant roller coaster at Six Flags in Texas. It just goes up and takes you right down, and... I had the steering wheel like this, locked in, totally locked in. I was so petrified because it's so small. You can barely fit the cars, and if someone even like hit my car, I'm, I'm done. I rolled both windows down because thinking ahead, if I do go off the side of the bridge, I don't want to have to kick the window out and save myself. I just want to be able to swim through the hole. Both windows are down. And I'm staring at the yellow line, holding the wheel like this, and it wasn't enough. I couldn't like go like monk, Buddha, mental, I'm okay, take me to my happy place, I'm going to make it. I couldn't take it. I was about to pass out and just off the freaking bridge. So I had to put stairway to heaven on, and I couldn't even make my mouth move to the words. I just had to, hmm, trying to calm down, dude. Uh, I'm sure someone's passed out on that bridge before. I'm not alone. Paxton couldn't drive over that thing. Anywho, I make it to Philly, and it's the Sweet 16 East Regional. We have Cinderella team, St. Peter's, going up against Purdue. Is the first game that I saw, and it was beautiful. St. Peter's prep, I believe, uh... Such a small school. I think they only had like less than 4,000 enrolled per year. And they didn't even have like training equipment. Like their warm-ups or their dance team didn't have a uniform. It it was a white t-shirt that said dance team. Like these guys didn't expect or plan to be there at all. But their coach is a freaking savage. And he led those boys through grit and determination to the Elite Eight, and for that, I'd tip my Manic Merch hat to St. Peter's. They have nothing to hang their hat about. They got waxed by Carolina on uh, on Sunday, but still, nothing to hang your hat on. The arena 
was only about an hour and a half or so, an hour and change from St. Peter's campus. So especially after the first game when St. Peter's upset Purdue and they went to move to the Elite Eight, dude, that second night was huge. So many St. Peter's fans drove down from New Jersey. That's where they're from, like Jersey City, New Jersey. And even Carolina fans were kind of overpowered by the St. Peter's people. But that's kind of expected. I mean, everybody pulls for the underdog. Uh, but, dude, what a weekend. Uh, the first night, like I said, we saw St. Peter's upset Purdue. So that means the winner of UNC's game played St. Peter's, the 15 seed, a, a team that, you know, should not be there. They don't have a guy over six foot eight, I don't think. And uh, so the winner of UNC and UCLA, two blue bloods, advances to the Elite Eight. And my boy Brady had a nasty put-back slam. When he slammed that back, I yelled so hard and long that I had to grab this lady next to me because I about fell over onto the people in front of me. I really almost passed out, and I told her, as a complete stranger, I was like, hey, I'm about to go down. So if I just go down, just catch me and just lay me here. I'll be fine. And they giggled, but I was dead serious. I was so close to passing out in that UCLA game. And UNC, I mean, through Caleb Love and a few guys. See? Here we go. Sick as a freaking dog. I hope I was able to sound like Mike Jones. I can't play it back and listen because I'm doing a podcast. But, oh, that's disgusting. Uh, Caleb Love, okay, he didn't have a good first half. He just, the shots weren't falling for him. And Coach Hoots, he's an assistant coach for Carolina, one of my freaking dudes, man. I was able to meet him and talk to him, uh, I guess, Friday night or whenever it was, Saturday as well. But anywho, Coach Hoots goes up to Caleb and he says, hey, man, you never play well with those shoes on. Switch into these shoes or switch shoes. And, uh, that's what Caleb did, and he went out there and had 27 points in one half. That's amazing. Coach Hoots is a freaking legend for that one. But, dude, Brady's put back slam, and he was playing well, played a great game. And uh, Carolina was able to find a way to beat UCLA and advance on to the Elite Eight, based with St. Peter's. So, it comes game day, and I show up early. Dude, I'm hanging out with the Mannix, and we're having a big time, dude. And uh, I'm sitting by a bunch of St. Peter's fans. Right when I sit down, I'm like, boys, how you doing? And uh, like when I'm around Jersey people, I talk with a Jersey accent. How you, how you doing? How you doing? Dude, I sat down and said, how you doing? And they said, uh, we'll find out here in about 45 minutes. I said, yeah. I said, well, you can tell I'm a Tar Heel fan, but I'm I'm going for number 45 mostly, so when he scores, I'll jump up and down, but I tried, I'll try not to give you boys an ear beating so you won't pick me up by my ankles and fold me up in some maintenance closet. And this old boy, he's an alum for St. Peter's. He about spit his tooth in his beer. I said, folding me up into a maintenance closet. And, uh, that opening line alone, like they knew I was straight. 
and we just giggled and had a good time all game with these St. Peter's guys. And uh, my one of them fought in the Vietnam War. He's telling me stories about the 60s. It was awesome. But in the St. Peter's game, I mean, Brady was out of his mind. He was hitting shots, playing great ball, great defense, team defense. I mean, we held him to 49 points total for the game, uh, shooting 30% from the field. So that's incredible. And Brady was leading the game in scoring until late in the game. Armando passed him up. Armando just had a monster game because Armando's like 6'11", 6'10", I don't know, but a big old boy and about as big as a tree trunk. And like I said, those St. Peter's guys, they didn't have anyone over 6'8". I'm sure I could have started post for St. Peter's. And I freaking, I look like a wet cigarette in gym shorts. Anywho, Armando finished with, I think, like 20 and 22 rebounds, something just monstrous. And, and man, a team that just a month and change ago was considered a bubble team by all these media people. And, dude, it's just great to see and fun to watch. No one deserves it like these guys. So much adversity through this year. And this may be a boring podcast to regular people, but I've been so invested into into this UNC team this year. Um, traveling, watching them play, watching all the the pregame, postgame interviews, and and spending time with these guys. Because of Brady, I've been able to, you know, meet some of these guys. And uh, it's really cool, man. It's been so good. Uh, I have some notes I'm probably butchering right now. Actually, no. It's, it's written down here. The team has gone through so much for them to be in the Final Four. It's incredible. Uh, I mean, just the past three years, we've lost two, three one-and-dones. Kobe White, Cole Anthony, and Dayron Sharp. Those guys sh- could still be playing for Carolina. Um, big man transfer Walker Kessler went to Auburn. Big man transfer and leading scorer for us, Garrison Brooks, transferred and went to Mississippi State. And Dawson Garcia left the team this year. Anthony Harris isn't playing. We have taken shot after shot over the past couple of years. And Roy Williams retired. Dude, out of nowhere, on April Fool's Day last year, he retired. This is about a year from the day he retired. And he's a Hall of Fame coach. So when you lose so much in such a short span of time, you wouldn't anticipate this team to do what they've done they, dude, Brady included, he's just picked up his lunch pail and gone to work all season long, and it's a beautiful thing to see. A lot of our guys aren't pampered like the Duke guys and the Kentuckys of the world, but uh, like a, as far as like the McDonald's All-American stuff and the notoriety, a lot of these players are blue-collar players, and uh, it just thrills me to no end to watch them have success, and not just them, but Coach Hubert Davis. And I got a freaking bone to pick. Carolina fans, dude, they're they're ruthless. I've really seen a different side of it this year. They're ruthless. Right when Roy retired about a year ago. I'm disgusting. When Roy retired about a year ago, everyone was, uh, 
oh, we need to, we need to offer Mark Few and get him from Gonzaga. We need to, we need to offer Brad Stevens and and get him from uh, from the Celtics. We need to offer Wes Miller and keep it in the family. We needed Hubert Davis, son. He was the man for the job. He's the most humble, gifted speaker and communicator. He is a people person, a genuine people person. Dude, I met Hubert Davis the other day. Coach Davis. I'm not going to call him Hubert out of respect. I met Coach Davis the other day and shook his hand. He said, nice to meet you. And I'm a moron. I'm a freaking failure with a subpar podcast. He said, looked in me in my face and said, nice to meet you. I said, well, Coach, we've actually met before. Me and my family may or may not have broken into the Carolina basketball offices about 10 years ago. And he like covered his ears and laughed and played it off well. But now thinking about it, I'm a freaking loser. Who says they broke into the... It's a joke. I mean, the janitor, whatever, left the door unlocked and we found the offices and uh, we actually talked to Hubert for about 20 minutes 10 years ago. Had no idea he'd be the head coach eventually. Um... But I let him know, I guess, what was it, Friday night that 10 years ago we met you and we broke into the offices. Oh, but I'm such a freaking moron. I shake his hand and I'm petrified. I get starstruck so easy. And I it's only been a few times in my life where I've really been starstruck, but I just go stupid I'm shaking his hand, and it's probably 12 seconds later I realized I have not let go yet. I'm just holding Hubert Davis's hand hostage in this handshake. And do you know what he did to get his hand back? That was the ear gesture. It just now clicked in my mind. that He wasn't doing this to be funny. He was doing this to get his hand back because your boy DJ Witwicky, I'm about to have an anxiety attack thinking about it. I held his hand for way too long. It was awkward. Oh, my gosh. I can't go nowhere. I wasn't sick when I shook his hand, though. Like I told you, I didn't feel sick until I put this outfit on when I got back. Dude, this outfit drips and not like... I I don't know. I was about to say something. That's so stupid. (laughs) Dude... Oh, your boy's a hot daddy in this fit. Okay. I am a believer in Hubert Davis and this Tar Heel basketball squad. They have made themselves a bid in the Final Four to see the Duke. Duke Nasty Blue Devils! Oh. Mm, I'm going to give myself a heart attack. This is such a beautiful thing. It's like a, a Shakespearean poem or like a, one of those Ozzy Osbourne ballads. Like Mama, I'm Coming Home or something. This is just beautiful. You couldn't write it. Brady in his only year at Carolina not only gets the, the two cracks at Duke, but gets a crack at Duke in the final freaking four in New Orleans this weekend. Oh, it'd be a 12-hour drive for your boy, Chester Copperpot. 
and I'm still thinking about it. I spin a grip in New York and spin another grip, just doubled down and blew all my money in Philadelphia. Uh, I don't know, dude. I'm going to try to make it to New Orleans, but my job is just going to beat me with a stick when I get back. Oh. A friend of this podcast is playing in the Final Four, and he's going to drop Duke off, son! That's how I passed out the other night against uh, UCLA. Trying to flex like that when, Lord knows. I mean, I worked out the other day with Corey, and it was just pitiful. Who am I fooling? Brady Manick has blessed my life this year. Not just Brady, his whole family, dude. And really, it's a blessing just to watch him pick up that lunch pail and go to work. That's awesome, man. He's made a name for himself, and I can't be happier for the big boy. Go support him, fanjoy.co slash Brady Manic. Get that fire merch. And, uh, I mean, I've thanked them before, but we've hung out so much. And my favorite times, believe it or not, I mean, sure, Duke ranks up there at Duke, and I'm sure when they beat Duke this coming up weekend, I'll just be on cloud nine. But uh, my favorite times hanging out was outside of basketball this year. Dude, between going to the brew house or whatever it is, going to the Waffle House, uh, going to the movies, playing Fortnite. Dude, I took Brady to see The Godfather in IMAX. He hated it, but I, I don't care. You know, that's out of my realm of controlling. I had just a blast with the Mannix, all of them. Uncle Craig is a freaking savage. I'd tackle a train for Uncle Craig. He knows it. And because they've uh, touched my life this year, next episode, the big four or five for the Blendy himself will contain a 15 to 20 minute Brady highlight reel that I've been working on for like a month now. I've been sweating over this thing. And I showed it to Uncle Craig in Philly and dude, he stood up off the bed and gave me a high five. He could dig it, dude. So hopefully it don't get copyrighted or nothing like that. And I can just blast it like I want to on the next episode. But, uh, dude, your boy Chester Whitwick, he's traveled the world this year. Went to Vegas. Went to the GT game. I saw Tom Brady that day. I went to, what else? I went to Virginia Tech. Uh, I... Dude, New York and Philly, it's just, it's been so good to me. And uh, a few things I've got from my travels that I haven't brought up to the pod. The Kith Cheerio box. And your boy got a Kith ashtray, which, yeah, I'll take it out. Super sick, dude. Probably never going to use it. I'll probably end up putting it on the podcast table and leaving a cigarette hanging out of it or something real classy I don't know I'll figure it out but ah dude I'm drip drop like me goes over here and that's it dude I don't want to give you guys an ear beating about the Tar Heels uh I'm disgusting 
Mike Jones, one and only, you can't call me. Uh, yeah, I'm anxious about listening to myself as Mike Jones. But, yeah, man, no more ear beatings. Muchas gracias to the entire Manic family. Like I said, it's just blessed my life tremendously this year. And uh, we'll remember these times for the rest of our life. I'm so happy for the big boy. Dude, he... All right, one thing I'm missing I didn't talk about. And uh, in the win against St. Peter's to go to the final fooch, they get to cut the nets down, which is totally awesome. So Brady's like the second or third one to go up there and cut the net. He cuts his piece and looks at the people and gives like a, he roars like a lion. And everyone's like, ah! And all the other players do their thing and cut a piece. They leave the net hanging by one strand, and Hubert Davis gets up there. Coach Day, I keep calling him Hubert. That's so disrespectful on my behalf, and I apologize. Coach Davis gets up on that ladder, cuts that net, holds it to the peeps, turns around and throws it to the big blendy dude, threw the net to my boy, and Mondo takes the net, puts it around Brady's neck, and they just start jumping up and down. It was like something out of a storybook. And yes, I did spend a grip to get down there. But do I care? No. It's worth every penny. Dude, I would have crawled there to make it and see that. There was just a bunch of like-minded folks up there jumping up and down and celebrating with me, dude. I was going, and like hyping them up. Oh, man. That's probably why I have like a sinus infection because I just lost my mind with the final four birth. Oh, man. Yeah, I could still like taste everything. I don't have COVID, but good Lord. Your boy's wrecked over here. Fanga flipping his syrup sip. Anywho, thank you for clicking on this. It's probably been monotone and god-awful audio. But like I've said before, we're not filming Jurassic Park over here. I'm not Jerry Spielberg or whatever his name is. Uh, any more questions from the class? No? All right, you're dismissed. Don't forget to turn in your homework. Oh. Car stop, rim, keep spinning. I'm flipping drops with invisible top. Hold bop and my drop step out. I'm shaking a block with 418s. Candy green with 11 screens. My gasoline always supreme.